Welcome everyone to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast that explains how your local team stacks up against the rest of the NBA. Hey Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of Nuck If You Buck. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Cavalier Central, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, and At The Buzzer. Plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Hello everyone and welcome to Nuck If You Buck, brought to you by Hoopheads and hosted by me, Devin Zanskis as always. Today I'm coming at you solo, but we have a few games to cover, including uh, the first of which being maybe my favorite game of the season, uh, I must say, especially ignoring um, a couple of the early season uh, blowouts against the Heat and the Warriors. A couple more competitive yet uh, fun matchups. First of which, uh, against the Clippers on TNT last Sunday afternoon, Bucks starters were DJ Augustine, Dante DiVincenzo, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Brooke Lopez. However, Drew Holiday made his return coming off the bench with a minutes restriction. The Clippers were starting Pat Beverly, Paul George, Nicholas Batum, Kawhi Leonard, and Serge Ibaka. Uh, according to the broadcast going into this game, the Bucks allowed the most wide-open threes in the league, however, uh, ranked 10th in def- defensive efficiency after being uh, number one the past two years. Uh, as you may know, the Bucks haven't made a ton of changes specifically to their defense, more so on the offensive end of the court, which is what we would have hoped for. Um, but as, as the league evolves, we do see shooters... Um, with, uh, you know, increased positive results with their three-point shooting and also with the lack of fans. Uh, more of a shooter's gym than in years past, but still uh, can't be too disappointed with a number one, or pardon me, a number 10th ranked defense, especially if we've been consistently no lower than third in offensive efficiency this year. Um, something also about this game that I really enjoyed was that uh, a couple of our best players were defending a couple of the Clippers' best players and Kawhi Leonard and Chris. Chris was checking Paul George and Giannis and Drew were uh, defending the Kawhi matchup, uh, particularly early on in the game. After the first quarter, the Bucks were already up 27 to 23. Uh, Brooke hit a couple contested threes and then uh, the Drew Holiday plus bench lineup that closed the f- first quarter was uh, rotating exceptionally well uh, in the absence of the starters and uh, continuing to uh, carry the load while some of our starters were uh, on the bench. So we love to see those contributions. Starting in the second quarter, Bucks rolled out a Dante, Bryn, Chris, Giannis, and uh, Big Bob lineup. Both teams were moving the ball, but unfortunately, slightly for the Bucks, both teams were also rotating just as well. So pretty close contests throughout the majority of this game. I thought Dante also performed particularly well, uh, doing normal Dante things, cutting and getting easy looks uh, from the dunker spot as more of the tension was, of course, pointed at Giannis. Pat Connaughton also was um, 
had some notable contributions with a smart cut that drew a foul, and then he also blew by um, a defender coming off the bench. I should also take this opportunity to note that Pat Connaughton has been um, much improved, um, especially in the eyes of Bucks fans. Of course, we projected a lot of a lot of uh, the blame um, from the franchise, and of course, Mike Boonholzer onto Pat. Uh, given that he was put in some tough spots in lieu of some other uh, perhaps more productive Bucks players, but I believe Frank Madden of Lockdown Bucks noted that Pat Connaughton actually um, led the Bucks uh, at some point within this past week in um, in plus minus. Of course, that's um, that is a team statistic, so that's not trying to say that Pat Connaughton's the best Buck on this roster or anything, but. Um, terms but technically according to that stat the bucks are the best when pat is on the court it's also uh, dependent on who who pat plays with oftentimes a lot of our starters but still he's doing well and he wouldn't be uh be ranking that well if he weren't a contributor at halftime the bucks were up 53 to 48 Giannis had 11 points 11 rebounds and five assists to Kawhi's 16 points uh three rebounds and assist um I believe Doris Burke, but if not, just heard the broadcast noted that uh, Giannis only committed uh, three offensive fouls in the month of February, which is which is really exceptional. I know um, later on in the week when I went back to the Fox Sports, Fox Sports Wisconsin broadcast, and I'll be noting later there are, there may be some, some reasons for that, some changes in Giannis's game that that uh, others have been noticing, but. I'll touch on that later, but certainly a fun fact uh, midway through this really exciting game. Uh, in the second half, the Bucks started off hot, but then the Clippers did respond, uh, starting with a Giannis, Giannis slam. Um, and then uh, the next offensive possession for Giannis, he he was able to steal the ball, I believe, from uh, uh, from Zubac and, uh, and then have another coast-to-coast slam. However, later on, as the Clippers responded, uh, Pat Beverly did get two offensive rebounds in the same possession, and then a lazy Chris closeout would lead to a bud timeout. Uh, meanwhile, the Clips would eventually finish off a, thir- a 13-0 run from about the 6 to the 2-minute mark in the third quarter, um, which the Bucks missed some bun- bunnies, and then I should also note that Lou, William got, Lou Williams got kind of a... Uh, a BS four-point play on a on a foul called on Dante, in which it was unclear if Dante even touched him. But of course, players are much better at at selling the calls, and and uh, officials have become uh, quite sensitive to to the protection of shooters. All all good in theory, but um, I believe in the coming years there will be uh, some emphasis placed in in addressing this and and. Um, this being the space that the defenders are also entitled to. Uh, later on, Kawhi Leonard also had had a huge slam once Chris over kind of overcommitted on one end, and then Dante made a business decision last minute to not not contest uh, the Kawhi jam. After the third quarter, Serge Ibaka himself would have uh, 13. Let's see, I believe it was. Oh, pardon me, uh, Serge Ibaka by the end of the. In just the third quarter alone, Serge would have 12 points on 5 of 6 shooting uh, from the field. So this is the kind of player type that that, uh, that the Bucks can obviously have, have a lot of trouble with, that being a stretch big, um, as we like to keep keep Brooke or wh- whoever our center is home on those to, to flag off the rim. But not something that bodes well for the Bucks. Going into the fourth quarter, they were down... 77 to 81 after uh for most of the point um even into the third quarter we had had the slight lead after three quarters Giannis had 19 points 12 rebounds and five assists to Kawhi's 21 points six rebounds and two assists Bucks would enter the fourth quarter with a Dante Chris Giannis Portis and Brooke large lineup going into the fourth unlike what what I will mention the Bucks have been closing with throughout this past week and recently um, face off against that lineup entering the fourth quarter the Clippers would roll out a Terrence Mann, Lou Williams, Paul George uh, Marcus Morris and Zubak we got to see uh, a 
Giannis Aliup from Chris uh, out of out of the timeout, um, and then Giannis would uh, another play down. Giannis would try to try to mur- murder Serge Ibaka at the rim, but uh, the foul was called on Serge, and Giannis would be sent to the line. Uh, the Bucks continue to, to to keep it close, but then shoot themselves in the foot by allowing uh, by uh, allowing a corner uh, corner three from Patrick Beverly, and then. Uh, of course, leaving Pat Connaughton alone on an island against Kawhi Leonard. Um, not necessarily slander again to Pat Connaughton, as I'm sure um, most defenders would be in a bit of trouble here. Um, but as the Bucks keep fighting back, Paul George would miss a drive um, where he was defended by Dante, and then uh, Pat Connaughton would also have a timely have a timely switch to help there. Bucks defense also would continue uh, to. to to uh, to defend the Clippers stars as much as possible, in which I believe there's a play that Chris was checking Kawhi, and then Giannis would would come in uh, very timely with a really hard contest uh, to to get the first block on a Kawhi Leonard shot, but unfortunately that would lead to an offensive rebound and a score for the Clippers. Then what um, what Bucks fans will remember most from this game was was an incredibly clutch play. Uh, a very solid play, as uh, the, no, the No Dunks crew uh, would say, swinging it all, all, all the way around the horn. If I'm not mistaken, every single uh, buck in this closing lineup would touch it. That would be Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, until it would end up in the hands of Giannis, and he would detonate for an enormous dunk, jumping out of the gym, and then um, and then a slam that you would, you would think in uh, prior years would would absolutely destroy the rim. It's great to see Giannis with with all the excitement that we also had at home. I'm sure my neighbors weren't weren't particularly happy to hear hear my screams of excitement, but Giannis also following that dunk would be giddy himself galloping up and down the court to to celebrate what would be a huge punctuation on this game for the Bucks as they would take it home against a formidable LA Clippers team. I believe the Clippers, well, I think to date the Phoenix Suns are actually now number two in the West behind the Utah Jazz, and both LA teams are the third and the fourth seed in the West, but still that's quite a competitive conference as it always has been compared to the East. And um, good win for the Bucks here, prevailing against a team with a better record than them in a, in a more difficult contest mentioned beforehand that we had uh, that we had a couple really fun exciting games really refreshing considering the the long stretches we've had um, if, seems that if, if we're not on an extended winning streak we've been on an extended losing streak so um, good to have the majority of this week uh, be an entertaining one for the fans but midway through through the week we would get a break from the excitement um, as the Bucks would royally uh, disappoint us, probably ride, ride a little too high off of that win against the Clippers as they would just lay a dud uh, against the Denver Nuggets. Um, I believe, let's see, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, pardon me, um, last time we faced the Nuggets, um, it was our, I think that was like our first win in like 10 contests against the Nuggets, so... Um, at, at best, uh, going into this game, we were, we were, what would it be like 10, we were like two and two, a 10, two of 10 in our past, uh, 12 meetings against, against the Nuggets. And now it's, now it's an even worse record against them, uh, as of late. So they really do have our number, even though we, we prevailed last time and, and we were hoping for, for a bit of a, bit of a mood change against this opponent, but. Hey, it's a really tough squad, and Nikola Jokic is an MVP candidate himself. Going into this game, the Bucks would have the same starters as Drew Holiday is still uh, fighting through a minute restriction. The Denver Nuggets would start with Monte Morris, Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., and Nikola Jokic. Uh, the Bucks game did start rather entertaining as Giannis was literally dunking everything. He dunked three plays uh, in a row as, as he was really blowing up the the Nuggets zone to start the game, but then those three dunks would be followed by a Nuggets 7-0 run. We would get some 
Tory Craig action uh, at about the at the three minute 40, 43 second mark in the first quarter. Although he did not have the same effect on on Jamal Murray that he did against um, against the Nuggets in the previous contest. I had wondered going into that Clippers game if that would be the return we would see from Torrey Craig, but alas, we did see more Thanasis action. Um, after how close of a game that that uh, Clippers matchup was, it's hard for me to to say that we that we should have done anything anything different there. But I can't help to think that maybe if we would have would have gotten Torrey's Torrey's legs a little more loose in that in that contest against a team that we could have definitely used some some help uh, defending the wing that. Uh, Maybe maybe he would have maybe he would have looked a little more spry in this contest, but at the same time, just with the uh, lack of urgency from the Bucks for for the majority of this game and the lack of shot making, I don't really really know if uh, if a more fresh um, or rather less rusty Tory Craig would have swung this one for the Bucks. Uh, Giannis, as mentioned, Giannis was the clear engine of this Bucks uh, offense, but. Um, but the Nuggets would would follow with another 11-0 run to close out the first quarter. Um, yeah, so it is pretty obvious early on that that the Nuggets game plan of just kind of just kind of letting Giannis have his way and then then make every everybody else beat you was was really working out well um, for the Nuggets defense going into the second quarter. The Bucks would open with a Dante, Tori, Chris, Giannis, and Big Bob lineup. And uh, I also noted that it seemed like the Bucks had gone uh, nearly ten to twelve minutes without a point in the paint. Quite uncharacteristic for for this Bucks offense, but that that seemed apparent to me as um, Bucks had only had thirteen points in the paint, and that would have been all of Giannis and Chris's first thir- thirteen points uh, for the Bucks, and then and then a Brook Lopez slam nearly an entire quarter later. So. Uh, Bucks definitely not getting into 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 the offense that they normally do uh, against the Nuggets, which is particularly disappointing as the Nuggets are much known for their offense than defense. Bucks are si- simply not um, making the open threes that they normally would at half. Uh, the Bucks would be shooting six of twenty five from the three point line to the Nuggets of three of of uh, three of twelve. So even though neither team was really shooting at a good clip, we had we had put up twice, twice the shots from three and not really succeeding any more than the Nuggets were percentage wise. But uh, Giannis would actually earn his third foul very late in the second quarter. Um, another uh, char- characteristic um, Giannis frustration foul after the Nuggets uh, got an offensive rebound. That was with less than a minute left in in the second quarter. So. Not good for the Bucks to uh, not good for for the Bucks to get Giannis in foul trouble with so little time left on the clock. But um, again, if we're if we're pontificating on these little items here, I don't um, I don't really know if they would have swung this game as we were already down by fourteen at half. Not a you know not something you're happy with, but not so, something that's insurmountable. But uh, the Bucks' lackluster energy would. Would continue on for most of this game. At half, Giannis had 19 points, uh, three rebounds, two assists, five dunks in 18 minutes to Jamal Murray's 18 points, an assist and a rebound in 19 minutes. But of course, Giannis was pretty much doing it all from, from the Bucks, and uh, and uh, plenty of Nuggets players were filling it up themselves. Um, as mentioned before, um, I said that I would bring up how Giannis had only. Um, going into that Clippers game, first game of the week, uh, Giannis only had um, only had three offensive fouls in the entire month of February, which uh, we've definitely seen him him uh, commit that same number of fouls in just one contest. And uh, the broadcast during this game, Fox Sports Wisconsin, with Steve Novak, um, he mentioned that it seemed like Giannis was um, was using better. Uh, better attacking lanes um, to get through the D instead of trying to fight through it, which is what will cause those offensive rebounds. So uh, we'd love to see that development uh, from Giannis. But then Novak would also note later um, uh, a bit of the obvious, but 
I think he was the first one to put this thought in my mind that it was almost as if the the Nuggets game plan was to was to let Giannis Duncan stay home on the shooters and and uh, based on the percentages that I shared before after half, uh, it was definitely working for working for them. Uh, I could have written this note down about five times throughout this game, but uh, <laughs> but I, I did note in the third quarter that simply Jamal Murray was having his way and Nikola Jokic was hitting hitting a couple threes. Chris Middleton would would finally uh, hit, hit a contested three, um, but then Jokic would respond, actually dunking on Chris, which Nikola Jokic dunking is uh, a bit of a rare sight to see, but a little less rare this season as he's come, in, come into this season a little more in shape with, um, but a little bit less of a layoff from the playoffs for these NBA players. And maybe that's contributing to his uh, MVP candidacy. Uh, going into the fourth quarter, the Bucks would now be down 19, uh, 80 to 99 against the Nuggets. Giannis had 25 points, seven rebounds to assists to Jokic's 27 points, six rebounds, and 11 assists. And uh, at this point, it seemed like the Bucks had pretty much, pretty much quit in this unlucky contest. But it wouldn't get any less frustrating for Bucks fans here as uh, Nuggets would continue to, to put on a show. Before uh, before these episodes, I like to go back and uh, and watch the Bucks highlights from these games. See if see if there are any plays that I missed. Um, there was we were uh, there was definitely a DJ Augustine uh, four point play opportunity that I had missed. One of the rare threes for the Bucks, but but on the Nuggets end, um, it seemed as if as if Jokic uh, splashed. Uh, three Sambor shuffles right, right, um, right over the Bucks defense there, and then Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and even PJ Dozier late was just um, knocking down every, every single contested shot that they were, that they were putting up. Um, so yeah, I, it's it's really difficult for me to think think of any more any more of an of an annoying way. Um. To lose to a team rather than the Sambor shuffle that Nikola Jokic puts up, but but uh, hats off to him for for working on his crafts and being so skilled and practicing those difficult shots so he can knock them down during a game and uh, yeah, of course, be the potential MVP that we've been able to see from him with um, with almost five minutes still left in the game. Um, I believe with four minutes fifty six seconds remaining, the Bucks would trot out a lineup of. Drew Holiday, uh, accompanied by Sam Merrill, Tory Craig, The Nasty, and some DJ Wilson action, something I've definitely missed in a silver lining um, to these tough contests, being able to see some DJ action. Drew would soon be replaced by a Bryn Forbes, and and at this point, even though the, the Nuggets left their starters in for a bit to keep their conditioning up and to, to, to add to their already great numbers, um, our bench would be going up against those starters for a bit until... Until they replace them for some more, uh, some more elusive players of their own, uh, we got to see a DJ Wilson swat uh, Nikola Jokic and then hit a corner three. Uh, even more rare is that we were able to see Bull Bull of all people hit a step back three over DJ, um, hitting the bottom bottom of the net there. Um, DJ Wilson unfortunately couldn't answer to Bull Bull's three, and then PJ Dozier, as I had mentioned before, hit a. Uh, Hit a couple step backs, step back threes against the Bucks bench. By the end of it, it was, it was a thirty ball, and I don't really mean at all to, uh, you know, to blame this early garbage time action for that for that deficit because uh, based on the, you know, based on the disparity in energy and shot making in this game, it definitely isn't shocking to see uh, such a wide margin of defeat for the Milwaukee Bucks. Don't worry, I'm going to get back to a little bit more of positive energy for this Bucks set. After all, it was an overall winning week for the Bucks. Laid a dud there in the middle of the week after riding that high against the Clippers. Um, but I'm going to take a break and share some thoughts from our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top tier athletes in your respective sport. As I've mentioned before, Obviously, I'm a huge NBA nerd, and I do the uh, countless uh, 
countless hours of research there, but I'm a bit more casual in the NFL, although I basically just watch uh, most Packer games, but admittedly not all. I still like to know what's going on around the rest of the league, but usually to no avail as I uh, don't have the time time to put in the energy um, with the NFL, but this would work for me as it only makes you choose five out of 10 player prop options to build a lineup. Um, I believe I could I could do that for the NFL as though I'm casual, I could definitely uh, pick out a good roster out of only uh, five or 10 guys there. Each fantasy uh, uh, point is associated uh, with an over-under based on the likelihood to occur. The more points a selection's worth, the riskier it is, naturally. Uh, you want to rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive Fantasy has awarded over $2.2 million in prizes since launching in 2018. They had uh, $50,000 guaranteed in prizes for just one NFL week and have also guaranteed thousands more since the beginning of the NBA season. To take advantage of this opportunity, you may use promo code Giannis, that's G-I-A-N-N-I-S, when you sign up today, and you will receive an instant deposit match up to $50 on your first deposit for $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or you may visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Pardon me as I get a glass of water here. Live recording, everybody. My apologies. But some more Bucks news uh, beyond the game action here, as I'm sure you all have been tuning in all week as well. The Athletics shared uh, that the Bucks had waived Jalen Adams and signed a Miles Powell, pardon me, to a two-way contract. Miles Powell has sent some time with the Westchester Knicks, I believe they are. That's the New York Knicks uh, G League affiliate. I know, um, of course, Knicks fans get excited uh, um, just for uh, just for the ball bouncing the right way in their direction. But I've definitely heard some excitement out of my Miles Powell uh, coming out of the draft uh, out of Seton Hall. I believe he's a just a rookie this year. Um, and um, yeah, as I said, it sounded like Knicks fans, from what I heard, were pretty excited about what he was doing uh, in the G League this year in the G League. I know he was shooting. I believe 44.6% from three, averaging uh, maybe around like uh, 16 points per game, uh, four rebounds, three assists. And then in college, he was uh, he's definitely putting up uh, over 20 points per game his past two seasons at Seton Hall, shooting uh, shooting a bit lower, low, lower of a percentage at Seton Hall there. Um, and only around uh, what would be, I guess, a league average, uh, 35% from three. But that was on nine attempts per game um, and three makes. But now in the G League on less attempts with uh, against better competition competition and higher quality teammates, he's uh, making the same amount of threes, um, close to three a game on six, uh, six attempts. So hopefully that 44% from three translates, especially if he gets some time with a bigger club. Um, so yeah, obviously I'm optimistic about Miles Powell. Obviously there's, there's, uh, there's underlying added potential with an even younger guy, but I think obviously Jalen Adams, a young guy himself definitely has, has, um, a lot to prove yet. After all, he was, uh, the G League MVP runner up last year behind our own, uh, Frank Mason. Not sure. It escapes me what it, where exactly Frank Mason is these days, uh, but I'll have to check up on the former Buck there. Maybe you can do so yourself. But fortunately, I also heard in the news when uh, looking up Jalen Adams that he was also involved in an incident, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Apparently, there was an, an altercation between him and an Uber driver um, in downtown Milwaukee, uh, right near the practice facility on Highland Avenue. Um, he was charged with uh, disorderly conduct, uh, but of course, I don't really know. <laughs> uh, I doubt any any of us were actually there when this happened. I don't know any anything else anything else uh, about this story or who was in the wrong. That's just um, what I'm reporting from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel or from what I've read from their website. But uh, hopefully, all is well with Jalen there. I'm sure he'll he'll get another opportunity. At least I hope so. And uh, yeah, who knows who knows how much motivation was behind. Uh, 
behind that too for for the Bucks um, going in a different direction with that second two-way spot. Um, I know we also called up. Um, if I'm saying his name correctly, I definitely should, given how much Bucks Twitter loves him. But Mamadi uh, Diakite, he he was doing really well in the G League bubble. I believe he was putting up like 18, 18 and ten with uh, at least at least a block or two a game down there. So he was really doing well for for Bucks fans down in the G League bubble. And I think he was called up as well. We haven't we didn't get to see any Diakite action yet for the Bucks, although he only, I think he only had. That one opportunity um, after the Nuggets game when we played the Grizzlies, but, um, as I'll be getting into next. Um, but yeah, I can't say I expect to see much action at a fault, if at all, from Diakite. But at the very least, if he does end up going back down to the down to the G League, I hope he's able to to keep being a pleasant surprise for Bucks fans. Uh, some more uh, off-the-court news that I'd like to share. Um, let's see here. Well, this was actually, I believe, after the Grizzlies game um, when all of this occurred. But uh, before the Grizzlies game, Giannis was uh, the first pick of the All-Star Draft. Uh, first pick for Team LeBron. And then, as many of you have probably seen, Team LeBron is definitely the super team of this All-Star game that will be taking place at, I believe, 7 o'clock Central Time as of recording later today. Uh, I see your All-Star game action uh, taking part this evening. Um, and best I can do there is um, checking out those highlights after. I don't ever really particularly care about the All-Star game, and especially not given these circumstances. Uh, news, I believe... Well, you know, from the usual suspects and Shams and uh, Woj indicate that Ben Simmons and uh, Joel and B will already be missing out on the game due to contact tracing and who knows what other repercussions could be had from bringing all these players together uh, from from um, from different cities. But yeah, nevertheless, I'll be sharing uh, any highlights that I see from that YouTube clip um, next week when we meet. But it's definitely an honor for Giannis to be the number one overall pick, especially on this super team that LeBron <laughs> that LeBron formed here with uh, Giannis, uh, Steph, Luka, LeBron, and Jokic. It's really funny. After that uh, Grizzlies win that we'll get into shortly, uh, Giannis was chowing down on some lemon-peppered wings, and uh, his, his reaction his reaction to the uh, news that he was the first pick and figure out who would be playing right right aside him uh, it was equal to that of, of a, a little schoolboy I must say in which he's like really oh man it is over it's a wrap for the other team and especially now that they won't have Joel Embiid for this game it's hard to disagree with Giannis definitely comical for him to be chowing down on those lemon pepper wings um, maybe alluding to uh, Drake dropping I believe it was the lemon lemon pepper freestyle the next day on Friday. So pretty cool, Giannis. To, uh, who knows? Maybe uh, paying homage to his buddy Drake if they're buddy old friends or pals. Of that, I'm not so sure if there's any merit to that, but I wouldn't doubt it. Seems like the company that that even Drake would welcome our uh, two-time MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Giannis, of course, reminding us in that Clippers game that I mentioned, maybe my favorite game of the year, um, that he is still the MVP and the reigning MVP, rightfully so. Uh, and mentioning Jokic before and now Embiid, it'd be hard for me to see him still in as a real candidate for the MVP just uh, due to uh, the unfortunate reality of uh, voter fatigue, though it's understandable, and and uh, for Giannis to be able to get two consecutive MVP trophies uh you know, I can't. I can't say that's much of a diff disappointment at all. Of course, um, likes of uh, Shaq, Kobe, Harden, Kevin Durant, many, many more, only went on to win uh, one MVP in their uh, NBA career. So for Giannis to already have two at such a young age, uh, I think Bucks fans should just feel lucky. But I'm going to move on to our final game of the week, and that was uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, there's the same Bucks starters uh, here, um, but for me, the main 
the main story of this game was Drew Holiday really looking like he's bouncing back from missing so many games uh, due to the health and safety protocols. Of course, it is um, long and winding road as we've seen for these players returning uh, from the health and safety protocol and missing uh, such a number of games. But in only his third contest in limited minutes, Drew really uh, showed that he's ready for the return. Uh, I'll get in more get into more of that later, as a lot of that has to do with his clutch clutch performance down the stretch. But Bucks would have the same same starters here. The Grizzlies would roll out a John Morant, um, Desmond Bain, a familiar name for those of you who've been listening to me since the summer, as I did my little uh, little draft previews for guys I, I thought we would select um, when we still had that pick before the Drew Holiday trade. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see him get some start in action here. Of course, he shot um, well over 40% from three in in uh, in college. And if I if memory serves me right, I think he's, uh, if not that same clip in the pros, he's shooting still a very respectable uh, clip from three. Giannis would start off this game again with a really uh, simple uh, spitting post move right around... Uh, Kyle Anderson, who was quite frustrated with his team there, not providing help at all. But that was easy money for Giannis uh, to get it, get it started out with. The Grizzlies were really being aggressive, uh, doubling and trapping uh, the Bucks players. Um, but, of course, especially if you're doing it to, to guys like Chris Middleton that I noted and Giannis. And basically, uh, any of our rotation players will uh, be able to uh, will be able to find, find the open man uh, if they're getting doubled. So the Bucks were, were experiencing some early success here. Um, especially um, quite notable to me at the beginning was the Bucks going under screens and giving John Morant all the opportunities to hit uh, early on, and he was uh, not converting um, to the chagrin of Grizzlies fans. We got to see more of the nasty here in this third game of the week, um, not seeing as much of him, of course, um, as we saw more Tory Craig action in that Nuggets game, but we got to see more of the nasty here, and we also got to see Pardon me, a Justice Winslow, whom I don't think I've seen play in a couple of years now due to due to his injury history. And Bucks fans also may remember that he was a part of that trade uh, that sent Andre Iguodala and uh, Jay Crowder to the Heat last season. Obviously, an enormous steal uh, for the Heat that had uh, <laughs> that definitely had uh, repercussions for for this Bucks team, Jay Crowder. Uh, just shooting lights out there. And of course, Andre Iguodala being able to be a veteran presence and defending many positions across the court. But Justice Winslow was whom they got in return for it. Um, definitely a young prospect that um, if he gets back to where he was, could definitely be uh, deadly next to other young guys and uh, John Morant, um, uh, a healthy Jackson Jr. And then of course, uh, uh, Dylan Brooks and the aforementioned Desmond Bain and this Memphis team really does have a pretty deep uh, young roster here um, we'll see if they can put it together nevertheless uh, the nasty uh, did have a couple uh, energy buckets uh, I believe I believe one of them was was a uh, was a Duncan transition and then an offensive rebound for the Bucks um, in the first quarter starting the second quarter the Bucks would roll out uh, Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton, uh, the nasty Antetokounmpo, and uh, Big Bob Portis, whereas the Grizzlies wouldn't have uh, Tyus Jones, uh, DeAnthony Melton, Justice Winslow, Kyle Anderson, and Xavier Tillman, another representative of uh, the 2020 Drafts uh, All-NBA Twitter team that it seems like the Memphis, Grizz- the Memphis Grizz- Grizzlies keep, um, keep plucking out of college basketball. The Grizz were uh, doing all they could using their size and fight this really long, uh, switchy defensive team to to narrow the gap between the Bucks. But clearly, we would have um, we would have the the um, the talent and experience advantage here. We would be awarded with another uh, Chris Middleton alley oop from out of bounds, like we saw um, out of the timeout uh, against the Clippers. And then Drew Holiday would finish the first half with his patented lefty finish, slapping his wrist afterwards, uh, thinking he'd be fouled, but or rather thinking he was fouled. But uh, but yeah, good to see more of the Drew of old. 
the Buc- Bucks would finish the first half uh, up 61 to 51. Giannis with um, with 14, 5, and 6. And uh, Dylan Brooks for the Grizzlies with 15, 2, and 4. Um, I don't know if I actually noticed this as I was too busy um, nearly jinxing this Bucks team uh, with a tweet, but um, as I was noticing on, on NBA Twitter there, Giannis was holding his knee before a bud timeout, always a scare for Bucks fans, but he would respond with a coast-to-coast uh, slam himself. I believe he stole it from a Valanchunas. Um, if memory does serve me right, that would be a pretty... Uh, Pretty remarkable and reminiscent to that uh, to that Clippers game where he stole the ball from from their from their center Zubac and then had a had a coast to do, coast to coast dunk both in the third quarter of those contests and as I'd mentioned before the Bucks were giving Morant a ton of space uh, from the three point line nearly a Zion treatment I must say um, and as expected Ja did was able to knock down a couple of those three threes but in plenty of attempts. Uh, uh, Drew would continue to show uh, his promising progression with another tough finish for the Milwaukee Bucks, but the Grizz would storm back in the third quarter with uh, by tying it at 84 going into the fourth quarter. As I mentioned, I was uh, terribly afraid that um, terribly afraid that I had jinxed the Bucks in one of my rare uh, mid-game tweets. As John Morant put up six, 16 points just in the third quarter. Um, going into the fourth, he had 23, 6, and 4 to uh, Giannis's 23, 9, and 7 triple-double watch early for Giannis. Um, as mentioned with uh, Grizz clawing back to tie it going into the fourth, uh, the Bucks uncharacteristically were losing in the rebounding, turnover, and fast-break point category to the Grizzlies. They, the Bucks would open the fourth with a Dante Brin Pat, Chris, and Brooke lineup to the Grizzlies. Uh, Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, Justice Winslow, Kyle Anderson, and Jonas Valanciunas, the Lithuanian Thunder. Shout out Leah Tuva. Ja would continue to heat up in the fourth quarter, showing um, the promising future that he has. He nearly blocks a Pat Connaughton transition, but that would be called for a goaltend. Clearly, uh, on the replay there, he had slapped it um, after it had hit the uh, hit the glass. Um, after a while, I also noticed that the Grizzlies weren't really quite building a wall against Giannis, but they were contesting well with their long bodies. Um, contesting late as well, probably something that Giannis isn't quite as used to with, with teams usually building the wall against him, but despite that, Giannis is still able to finish over most uh, in the NBA. It was, uh, as the game was still close down the stretch, I was a little nervous that they did have uh, Jonas Valanciunas uh, on the floor against Giannis. Giannis at center as the Bucks have been closing with the smaller lineup. And, uh, of course, uh, in the Bucks switching, uh, Jonas would end up with a really easy uh, bucket in the lane. I understand the versatility that Giannis does lend us at that center spot. But, um, but I don't know. I just, to me, he's he's completely the antithesis of a conservative uh, defender as I've, as I've mentioned uh, nauseam potentially uh, Giannis is prone to those frustration fouls and a lot of his and a lot of his defensive plays are 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 highlight plays as he's, he's able to come out, come out of nowhere um, and recover and, and help along with our conservative defense but when but when he's switching onto, onto guys, which can be helpful against smaller lineups, he's not near the rim and he's not able to contest against uh, larger uh, post scores like Jonas Valanciunas. So, although uh, NBA fan, Bucks fans may, may be really tantalized by a switching uh, lineup of, of Giannis at center, I think the Bucks need to be careful in picking out uh, exactly which matchups they're, they're playing that against here. Luckily, though, Jonas Valanciunas, the Lithuanian Thunder, wasn't the one, um, wasn't quite able to uh, to resurrect the Grizz from the dead. Um, as I mentioned before, um, uh, John Morant was whistled for a goaltend, which was pretty clear. But then later on, uh, as uh, you know, as karma does, and if not that, the ref certainly with the makeup calls there, Giannis was also called for a goaltend. It was pretty close, I must say. I don't think it was 
I couldn't really say definitively whether or not uh, Giannis should have been called for that goaltend and not a block, um, which was the call on the floor. Um, and the, the refs did review it since it was so late in the game, even though they had just used uh, their foul un, unsuccess, sex, unsuccessfully on a Giannis foul. Um, in order for the refs to to flip a call, it's going to have to be a quite abundantly clear to them and I think the call was too close for them to flip it. Um, the lead I don't want to bury here though is, is uh, of course mentioned at the top was Drew Holiday's, uh, the return of his clutch play in which after a Grizzlies offensive rebound, Drew would script, would strip Ja Morant, pardon me, um, diving onto the floor which would lead to a Pat Connaughton timely three and then after uh, that goaltend call on Giannis, very close call, um, Chris Middleton would would then uh, eventually on on the other side of the floor um, be fouled and then knock down his uh, his eighth and ninth free throws on nine attempts throughout this game. John Morant would also uh, again exhibit his his uh, his uh, superstardom case here in in finishing a real tough high off the glass finish over none other than Giannis Antetokounmpo. But then the play of the game for the win was Drew Holiday hitting. Hitting that step back mid ranger to give the Bucks that one point lead. Bucks would go on to win 112 to 111 after um, Desmond Bain would um, would just hit the front of the rim to uh, to miss the game winner there at the buzzer. Giannis finishes with 26 points, eight assists, uh, 11 rebounds, a block, two steals. Um, only one of, um, oh no, pardon me. He hit he hit his uh, one three on one attempt and then was uh, five and nine from the free throw line. John Morant here, thirty five points. Um, let me see, thirty five points, uh, five rebounds and six assists. He was uh, eleven of twenty five from the field with one steal. Only three of thirteen from three throughout this game as the Bucks continue to go under on those screens, but he was 10 of 11 from the free throw line. And uh, that was that was pretty much the extent to the Bucks' action uh, here throughout those three games overall. A winning week a winning week from the Bucks, about all we can ask for going into the All-Star break. Uh, finishing, finishing the week with a win as well. But it's pretty exciting too. Uh, kind of a subplot throughout all these games is, is Giannis and Chris continuing to break records here, particularly Giannis in this past week since I last recorded. Um, and during the Clippers game, he passed uh, uh, Michael Red in Bucks scoring. And then uh, over those next two games, he also passed Sidney Moncrief. So um, let's see. Um, as it stands, Giannis is third in Bucks scoring. And I believe... Uh, Jim Patchkey on uh, Fox Sports Wisconsin mentioned that for Giannis to uh, uh, it would be quite remarkable for Giannis if he finishes the year healthy for him to not pass uh, Big Dog Glenn Robinson for his second place in Bucks scoring. Um, Patchkey mentioned that um, since Giannis does typically knock on wood maintain pretty consistent health, if he were to only miss uh, four of the remaining games. Um, he he would he would only need to average about half of the points that he does uh, yet. So even if he does miss extended time, as I knock on wood again, uh, even more than four games, uh, odds are he is still going to be just below uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bucks scoring by the end of this season. Um, and then also, I think just last episode as well was when uh, Giannis passed. Bob Dandridge too. So in just the the past two episodes that I've recorded, Giannis has passed three people in scoring, and that's quite remarkable. Not sure how much of that has how much of that has to do with him um, having just signed his third contract with this team. That uh, that can certainly be rare, especially these days for team for players to stick around so much. That's why we see him and Chris climbing up the ladder of these Bucks records and. Let's also not forget that Giannis also passed Brian Winters in assists, which I'm uh, guessing brings him at least into the top 10 in Bucks assists. So hopefully we get to see more broken records from from Giannis and Chris. Uh, before I leave today, I just wanted to 
uh, mention to any of my listeners out there um, to extend a little bit of support if they can to uh, to a friend of the show, uh, SBC alumni, and also a hoophead uh, host himself. That's Corbin Ford. Uh, he's the host of Spanning Spanning the Spurs, the Spurs show with hoopheads. Um, I. I, I admittedly haven't haven't spoken to Corbin um, personally, face to face, virtually or otherwise via SBC. But in being familiar with his work uh, for so long, um, I have I've definitely been able to to see see the energy and passion that that Corbin Corbin brings to all of his content, and um, he's obviously. A, a tremendous addition to the Hoopheads family, um, but yeah, I think I think the uh, the excitement that he brings while having fun, uh, so much fun with with everything that he does, is really infectious and and something that I, that I think you listeners would would really appreciate yourself. But um, I just wanted to urge all of you um, to go to uh, Corbin's Twitter page. He's at Corbin NBA. As it sounds, uh, Corbin spelled C-O-R-B-A-N-N-B-A on Twitter. And I believe six days ago, as of recording on March 1st, he shares a, a link to an article that at the bottom shares a GoFundMe page uh, for his family. I don't want to uh, share the entire story on this episode on Corbin's behalf, but I think I think if you guys could uh, at least check out his story and and maybe provide a little bit of support, if possible, that would go a long way uh, to helping Corbin and his family um, find justice in their um, situation. As I know, as a result, uh, a brother of Corbin um, has has experienced uh, uh, some health complications, I suppose I'll say. So if any of you can go to Corbin uh, MBA, uh, find that article link, I believe from azfamily.com or Arizona family. Um, you'll be able to find that link, uh, read their story, and then uh, provide any support that you that you may be able to. As always, you can uh, check out uh, my work and interact with me. You're encouraged to do so at Nook if you buck NBA. U is letter U. Everything else is as it sounds. That's on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to get at me and share any thoughts or um, ask any questions or uh, ask for clarification on anything I've shared, especially that last note. Um, but other than that, I'll see you in another life, brother. Thank you for tuning in to Nuck If You Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks podcast. We hope you join us again soon. See you in another life, brother.